You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for the most part. I'm your host, AJ Andrews. I am back from a vacation that proved to be anything but, really. Um, no one to blame but ourselves for that. Um, a word of advice for people who are traveling and have a pet that they are worried about and, you know, have to be able to have someone to look after. Um, don't bring that pet with you because it will not end well. Um, we we brought Jasmine, aka Kite co-host, with us. She had to stay in one room because we were staying at my partner's parents' house, and they have a cat, and Jasmine hates that other cat. And uh, all that time cooped up in one room makes Kita go crazy and do things like jump on heads at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. So there was very little sleep happening. We actually cut it short and came back on Sunday and then had to spend yesterday essentially recovering from the vacation. So... um. Yeah, it's just been weird. We're we're slowly working our way back. Again, that's why there was no podcast yesterday. But there will be two today. This one and then another one later tonight after the second Blue Jays game where that second one's going to focus on pitching because we do have some things to talk about in regards to the Blue Jays and their pitching. Most notably, the guy who wasn't able to get a nickname on his back, although I'm sure it would have been something like Wags or something. That's fine. That works. But we are going to focus on the offense for this one because the offense has been driving a lot for the Blue Jays lately. And we talked about this on Friday's episode when Stephen Brown was here and he noted that a lot of the Blue Jays were getting hot and were getting hits and that's fueled this recent run of form where the Blue Jays have gone six and two over their last eight games and yeah it was against Baltimore and Kansas City for the most part but the game against Tampa Bay was exactly the kind of game that the Blue Jays would have lost earlier in the season and Again, you don't have to look very far to find the catalyst for the Blue Jays being able to come away with a 2-0 win as opposed to having to go 12 innings like they did in a similar situation against Texas earlier this year. Um, it's, it's all Bo. It's all Bo Bichette. Um, Again, proving he's been ready for the major leagues for a while. Heading into Tuesday's contest against Tampa Bay, he has played in eight games. He has hit safely in all eight games. He's got a 417 batting average, three home runs, 
four RBIs. He's doing exactly, as we said, what the Blue Jays expected Vlad Jr. to do with this team. And and not only that, he's doing it, again, from the top of the lineup, where which has been such a sore spot for the Blue Jays in recent years, not having guys who can consistently get on base, who have speed, who can take advantage of those extra at-bats. Bo Bichette seems to be that guy. And that's a huge boost for this team. Now, where Bo has to work on things a little bit, apparently, is still the defense. And he he said he would trade all his hits that he's gotten just to not make an error because an error impacts the whole team. And that is a little bit of an overreaction from Bo Bichette. He's he's still finding himself, obviously. He has made four errors in the seven games he's played out in the field. And he's not playing in the field tonight. He will be DHing for the Blue Jays against the Rays tonight. But it's it's actually it's par for the course, really, when you think about the younger guys. Um Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has already made 13 errors this season in 65 games. He's averaging an error once every five games. Kevin Biggio has been steadier, but he's still got five errors in 55 games. So you're, you're seeing things that are really to be expected from, you know, younger players that are coming in and just getting used to the major league level. I mean, I'm sure having guys on the team like Freddie Galvis, who can help them work on their fielding. We saw it with Vlad Jr. earlier this season, and I have no doubt that Freddie Galvis is doing the same with Bo Bichette to make sure that Bo is able to handle these hotter shots that are coming off bats. You're not really dealing with a lot of 105, 110-mile-per-hour grounders coming at you in the minors, and I know from recent experience, having to deal with them is difficult, especially when you don't want a shin taken off. But that will come in time. That will come with the reps that Bo Bichette is getting now. And until then, I I would not trade any of those hits that Bo Bichette has produced. I mean, again, without Bo Bichette, there is no Blue Jays win last night. He had the home run. He scored the only other run in the game. There, There is just too much that he is offering to this team to be be pointing out like, oh, well, his, his defense isn't great. That's not the point right now. There will be time for the defense to pull itself up. The point right now is that Bo Bichette is at the plate and handling everything that pitchers are throwing at him so far. That was not a a triple a call up that bobichette went uh i believe two for two against two for three possibly i think he was in long enough but that was charlie morton who's an all-star and has a 277 era charlie morton's pretty good and bobichette just hammered him so that's that's what i want to see especially because the Blue Jays have struggled at times with the offense that 
with without these kids, it's a very streaky team. And even the kids are streaky. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez, Street King, Lourdes Guriel, hot for six weeks. He's kind of cooled off recently. Would like to see a little more out of him. But Randall Grichuk, incredibly streaky. Um, that's what this team is. So if Bo, obviously the sample size is very small, so we don't know if this is a streak or not. But if Bo can provide consistent offense that the Blue Jays can bank on and know they have someone at the top of that lineup who will produce, who will get on base, that's the huge thing right now for the Blue Jays is having someone they can reliably say will do that because they have not been able to say that all year. Aside from like one Freddy Galvez hot streak or one Lourdes hot streak consistency is the hallmark of good teams. And if the Blue Jays can establish that, then that will go a long way into helping fans believe that the turnaround will be coming soon. So we are going to talk about another uh, player who may not be helping at the plate, but is definitely helping in other ways. We will talk about that right after the break. But first, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Postmates. Whatever you need delivered to your door, Postmates can do it for you. It's it's a grocery delivery service. It's a, a pizza delivery service. It's, a, it's an anything delivery service for your needs. So... Uh, just you want it at 4 a.m. You want McDonald's at 4 a.m. I mean, I've been there, but I don't need that. Anyway, Postmates will get it there for you. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 of free delivery credit in your first seven days. So to start getting free delivery, just download the app and use the code Locked On. And anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates will get it there. So download Postmates and save with that code locked on. You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So again, I said I was focusing on the batters in this episode, but uh, there's one person who, while not contributing as much with his bat, has definitely made things a lot easier in life for the Blue Jays, and that is Justin Smoke. So Smokey has kind of fallen back towards career norms the past couple seasons. Um, that 208 batting average he has so far in 2019 is a lot more in line with his career lines as opposed to that 270 all-star season he had in 2017 and even the 242 season he had last year 208 is more in line with what justin smoke has provided in the past and he was a popular candidate to be traded although his value was probably around the same level of it as aaron sanchez's at the deadline, you still heard teams sniffing around. You heard Cleveland, you heard Tampa Bay, you had Philadelphia, all all looking 
for Justin Spoke, but um, surprisingly, considering some of the other trades that the Blue Jays made, they decided to hold on to Justin Smoke. And, you know, on the surface, you're like, why are you holding on to a 32-year-old third baseman who is starting to decline, is on the final year of his deal, and you don't know if he's coming back? Well, let's let's hold that last point for a second and just really appreciate what Justin Smoke actually gives the Blue Jays right now because it was on full display last night, and that's Justin Smoke's defense. It's amazing that Justin Smoke has not won a gold glove yet in his career because some of the things he does at first base are so good. Like there's there's no other way to say it. They are they are exquisite what he's able to do. And you know, I uh I tweeted out last night that yeah, Buck and Pat are praising him for being able to catch a pop up in Tampa Bay, which that won't matter in a couple years when they finally move out of that ugly, ugly stadium and go to Montreal. I'm joking, but seriously, that stadium sucks. Anyway, where Smoke's value lies is in his ability to make those younger infielders be be better. Smoke is, is one of the best targets for third basemen, shortstops, and second basemen in the league. He has a large frame, which helps, you know, tall people. We got that going for us. Um, being 6'4", you you can stretch out and get a lot of different throws and convert a lot of outs and give your infielders that that split second they need. Um, the double play that Willie Adamas hit last night, um, that Vladdy started and was able to turn around. It was pretty, but you could see the turn. Kevin did a good job getting making sure he had the out, but the throw took a little bit of extra time and smoke was able to stretch out and snag that ball and make sure that Willie Adamas did not get on base and put a speedier option on the base pass for Tampa Bay, as opposed to, you know, Mike Zunino, who is a, is a little easier to turn double plays against. So, just being able to do that for a team has value in itself. It gives the infielders confidence that, you know, they can be a little off with their throw, but they know Justin Smoke is going to get it. I mean, it's the same in my softball league. I'm not the best thrower from shortstop or second base. I'm better at second base. I can make that throw pretty much 99% of the time. But shortstop, third base, it's a little riskier for me. But we have a first baseman on my on our team that can catch pretty much anything. So that that helps my confidence knowing that she's going to be able to get that and and we're going to get the out. So it's the same with having Justin Smoke around. And that value ultimately is better than whatever fringe prospect they were probably going to get for him. So it, it actually could lead, given that this front office doesn't seem as enamored with Rowdy Telez as the previous front office was, 
it could lead to Justin Smoke signing an extension in Toronto and, and being around for another season to give that to the infield. So I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I would prefer a platoon situation. Probably I I'd get Rowdy back up and, you know, have Justin just impart everything on him to try and get Rowdy to that level. Cause Rowdy's bat is on an upward trend. Whereas Justin Smoke could be in Russell Martin territory last next year. So for now, I greatly appreciate what Justin Smoke is doing. I want him to keep doing that for Toronto and hopefully he will be able to give this team, you know, something to hold on to going forward. So that's my piece. That's our time. I just want to thank y'all for for checking in and and continuing to be awesome. Um, if you want to follow me and you're not doing so already, I don't know why, but you can do so by following at a underscore J underscore Andrews at Twitter. Um, recently passed 1500 followers, which is amazing. I, I didn't think 15 people would want to hear what I have to say. Not none less like a hundred times that. So thank you all so much for helping reach that mark. I look forward to reaching 2000 sometime in 2022. I'm sure that'll be appropriate. Um, follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya. However you get podcasts, make sure you don't miss an episode because sometimes cats just force things to be recorded on different days. But we will make up for that later tonight, hopefully with an episode focusing on some pitching some some players who have really stepped up in recent outings. We will talk about them later. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com and El Quite Loco, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.